Hi, I'm Dr. Gail Gross, and this is the second podcast on stress and post-traumatic stress disorder. In our last podcast, our first podcast, we discussed how stress and our response to it still comes out of our fight or flight system found in our amygdala, where our emotions live. However, though our cognitive development and our prefrontal cortex is very advanced, still our flight or fight system is no different than our caveman relatives. Thus, whatever benefits stress may once have offered has mostly disappeared except when stress is used appropriately, consciously, and in a positive manner. Primitive man relied on his body's stress system to gear up for fight or flight. When he was threatened, his adrenal system started pumping furiously, and he used every bit of the magical substance to save his hide. But today's anxieties are quite different. Modern humans deal mostly with emotional stresses instead of physical ones, though your body cannot discern the difference. And though there are real physical threats in your world that would require the ability to fight or run, the most common threats are emotional. And social protocol makes it inappropriate for people to fight or run away from worrisome circumstances. So, while the adrenal system keeps on pumping to save your life, the mind, your mind, instructs you to keep cool. The effect of such a command can be devastating, if not lethal. Physicians tell us that most people can actually track the onset of major illnesses to major stressors in their lives, such as financial woes, the death of a loved one, abuse, or divorce. These events are usually beyond your control, yet many other stressors are the results of misplaced objectives. Isolation is another cause of stress. By the age of three, we begin to be classified according to religion, according to sex, race, heredity, social class, clubs, schools, and so on. Our society reinforces our differences, not our similarities. People are divided and separated by their classifications, successes, failures, and political associations. It is now suspected that people who feel isolated age more quickly than people with companionship. Babies who are not fondled or touched can die from lack of physical contact. We see this in institutional children, in in orphanages, in Romania and China and, and so forth. If children are handled too little, they may also fail to thrive or suffer retarded development. Married couples or people living with others live longer, even if the other is simply a pet. Furthermore, ICU patients have been noted to have a more stable heartbeat when they are physically touched. Moreover, stress is not an invisible enemy. 
It reveals itself in our health, in our eyes, our hair, our stance, our skin, our personality, our demeanor, and our immunities. Many dermatology patients develop conditions that demonstrate symbolically emotions that cannot be expressed verbally. In a sense, the body is used as a metaphor to express what cannot be spoken. According to Dr. Maltz, even teenage acne breakouts are often diagnosed as weeping skin, eczema, skin rashes, hives, factional dermatitis, psoriasis, or hyperhidrosis, and even surface wrinkles are clues to a person's inner state. Yet, it is not stress itself that is destructive, but the way we respond to it. Some children lead heavily burdened lives, yet find that life's challenges spur creativity and ultimate satisfaction. Others fall apart at the slightest provocation, regarding life as a joyless series of problems. And today, we have this new and novel crisis, COVID-19. I'll continue with our next podcast, Podcast 3. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and stay well.